Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Greetings, inhabitants of planet Earth and beyond. Welcome to a podcast known as Psychedelicast. My name is Clinton Cayley. I am your host. Thank you for joining us once again, or if this is your first time, thank you for joining us for the first time. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, We got a No Trip Sitter episode today. No Trip Sitter means we do not have an interview. We alternate these shows. Um, This episode is called is a uh, reading of a piece entitled Paralyzed. I hope you guys enjoy I think it kind of fits the uh, current status of the world at large. Uh, I wrote this quite some time ago, but I think it's relevant, and I think it's pretty good, although maybe slightly pretentious. A lot of the time, though, I look back at my writing in hindsight and feel that it's pretentious. Um, but my intentions are honest, and uh, I wrote it from a place of authenticity. hope you guys enjoy this episode. So guys, we're actually going to do a little promo for friends and former guests of the show, the Mystical Heart Collective, my good friends uh, Sinclair Fleetwood and John Steiner. This is their project. Um, they asked me to actually, they they didn't ask me to promote it really, they asked me to come and be involved in the uh, program that they are offering. Um, it's called Be Good to Yourself Boot Camp. They actually offered me free admittal, admittance, whatever that word is, to this program. Um, it is going to be an online uh, offering, two weekends, August 1 and 2 and August 8 and 9. Um, they are offering to you a program inspired by the intrinsic natural power of the elements and the ancient wisdom of the shamanic medicine wheel. Be Good to Yourself Bootcamp is a powerful, meaningful, heart-centered approach to holistic growth. We believe the key to having the life you want starts with developing a loving, nurturing, joyful relationship with yourself. Amen. The first step to solving any problem is admitting you have one. We all want to bring the rest of ourselves to this life, and frankly, pardon me, we all want to bring the best of ourselves to this life, and frankly, it's been really hard to know how to do that this year. This event will get you back on track to feeling joyful in only four days. Join our Mystical Heart Collective family and meet spiritually minded, supportive people on the same journey as you. We create a safe, welcoming, non-judgmental space for you to truly be yourself. We grow by choosing to go deep, get open, and be willing to look at the ways that we are stuck and have the courage to change things that aren't working. The only way out is through, and this event is a crash course in identifying your pain points, being honest with yourself, and committing to taking action to create the life you want. And you also get to hang out with us, have fun, and learn how to love yourself. So, um, I'm not sure what the total cost of that program is. I want to say it's $44 up front. However, for Psychedelicast listeners, we've been offered a promo code for $11 off the total cost of the boot camp. The promo code is MHCFAMILY, M-H-C-F-A-M. I-L-Y, all one word. If you input that um, code into your purchasing option via Facebook, you'll receive $11 off the total cost. We would highly recommend that you take this opportunity for spiritual growth and development with some awesome people 
and former guests of the show, The Mystical Heart Collective. Thank you guys at The Mystical Heart Collective. We appreciate that. All right, guys, before we get into our reading as we normally do, we are going to implore you to follow us on all of our social media platforms at Psychedelicast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, follow us there for other cool content that we create. I like to make memes and share them around community, and you know, I like to post news articles and all things psychedelic on those social media platforms. That's also the best way to stay up to date with the show and to be involved with a community at large who enjoys this show and all things in the vein of psychedelia. Um, beyond that, it would be a great help to me if you would like the show. Uh, pardon me, if you would subscribe to the show on whichever podcatcher you happen to be utilizing, just go on down to the little subscribe button, click that, leave us a review, send us some stars, send us some love. We appreciate that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do a psychedelic review like we always do on our no trip sitter episodes let's get into that and then we'll do our reading all right so today we're going to review another piece of filmography for you haven't done that in a few episodes that was purposeful because we did a lot of filmography in a row Uh, but we're going to talk about a film that i really enjoyed i actually watched it a, a while back um but it was very trippy semi lovecraftian uh, scary, gory, brutal, um, not a good movie, in my opinion, to watch while utilizing psychedelic compounds, uh, but if you want to feel like you're on a bad acid trip without actually doing it, I would recommend this movie to you. The movie is called Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. It came out in 2018. A little synopsis without giving anything away. Pacific Northwest, a Pardon me. Pacific Northwest, 1983. Outsiders Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence. When their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand, Red is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with fire. That's a pretty good synopsis of the film. Um, Like I said, I really enjoyed this. It's kind of watching a bad trip unfold in film version. Um... And Nicolas Cage is fantastic in this movie. I've never seen him do anything really close to this before. His performance is really, really good. Uh, Trigger warnings, though, the movie is extremely violent, extremely gory, and there's also scenes of sexual assault, uh, things of that nature. So if those kind of things are outside your scope of practice, you may want to pass on this one. It's a hard R-rated movie, Um, but if you like demon bikers who produce an extremely potent form of LSD that basically causes the user to go completely batshit crazy. Uh, if you like, if you'd like to see Nicolas Cage battle said biker demons with a chainsaw in like a sword fight style, you might want to check this one out. It's some crazy shit. That's basically all I can say. It's fucked up. It's awesome. It's fun. It's bleak. It's brutal. It's uh, very, very psychedelic and doom metal inspired. Very like full of like heavy, sludgy, kind of like doomy uh, soundtrack. Fucking awesome, in my opinion. Um, I'd give the movie, in my opinion, I'd give it nine out of ten hits of acid. Almost perfect. 
because it hits on a lot of my fanboy, you know, a lot of things that I like to fanboy out on. Lovecraftian, uh, very psychedelic, uh, very metal is a good way to put it. It's just a metal fucking movie. Um, I would recommend if any of that that I just said sounded cool to you, give it a give it a watch. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, I would not recommend once again utilizing psychedelics and watching the movie because it is fucking crazy. With that being said, check out Mandy and let's do a little reading entitled Paralyzed. <laughs> We struggle to get out of bed on rainy days. We are paralyzed by the thought of leaving our apartments. Existential terror wraps icy fingers around our psyche at the thought of wandering into a crowded place. Impending doom hovers over our heads constantly, real or imagined, the effect is the same. We are crushed under the weight of every ill-perceived danger we can conjure. Yet here we are, swarming a monolith rock that hurtles through an ever-expanding void we can never comprehend or imagine. Crawling across our homestone by the teeming billions. We don't know how we got here. We can't decipher why we seem to be the only conscious beings in this expanse. Struggling, consuming, progressing, failing, devouring, triumphing on our little sand grain. A single speck on the myriad shores of the abyss of all time and space. Unable to cope with our daily lives without our drugs, our religions, our faulty belief systems of all kinds, our escapes because we understand nothing of the universe surrounding us. We can't even make it to the corner store down the street without succumbing to a full-blown panic attack. And still, time marches on, building, destroying, killing, and making new, over and over since the inception of creation. We are so small, and it is all so big. What are we so afraid of? Can this not comfort us? The hands of the clock were spinning eons before we were born and will continue to do so after the ice caps have melted and all human civilization has drowned in the subsequent rising tide. We are not our jobs. We are not our degrees. We are not our gods or our physical accomplishments. Our bodies will degrade and become biofuel, period. Nothing can stop this process. This is physical death. Is this the ultimate fear? What do we truly have to worry about? Losing our life? Making it to heaven? Why are we slaves to the constructs we create in our own minds? Building our prisons one unfounded belief at a time. We don't know shit. We know nothing of the cosmos and the way the universe shifts and rearranges. What is there to fear when all we know is at best a semi-educated guess and more likely a random jumble of fairy tales passed down from unreliable source to unreliable source? To fear is to know, and we know nothing. We guess. We believe without evidence. We do our best, as meager an attempt that is. We build our own psychological cages from our influences, the opinions of others, and the culture of the society we happen to have been randomly born into. We choose to torture ourselves with every possibility of the dangerous unknown, instead of letting go, allowing the inconceivable to flow through us unimpeded. We will never know, and this will never change. We will shuffle from this mortal coil knowing, truly knowing, no more than anyone preceding us in death. In the face of all this, don't our fears and anxieties seem so futile and silly? 
to fear becomes laughable. Fear, no matter how gripping or seemingly urgent, will never change the outcome. Release it. Accept the experience for what it is, not the possibility of the fearful future it could create. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of literature produced by myself. Um, I will break this one down somewhat. Uh, the last few I haven't because I felt like they kind of stood on their own and they didn't really need explanation. Uh, but this one I wrote shortly after my most recent uh, ayahuasca experience in October of 2019. I know I referenced that a lot. It was a massive experience for me. It changed everything that I thought that I knew, and it drastically changed uh, the way I perceived the world in my life. And so it was quite a monolithic event for me. And that's why I talk about it a lot. And you guys may be somewhat tired of hearing about that. But uh, in the months since then, and continuing to this day, I have these moments of clarity or... Um, inspiration that arise from that those experiences. And uh, I say experiences because it's not just like, oh, I took a trip on ayahuasca. It was like there were so many things that unfolded during those hours of those uh, experiences that even tiny little second, like liter literally moments that were seconds um, I've been unpacking for months and I wrote this fairly recently after those experiences and I think that this was more of a letter to myself because ayahuasca showed me a lot of different things and it also showed me the true power of the psychedelic experience. Now previous to taking ayahuasca I had the same level of anxiety about using psychedelics that the average person does. I know that it could possibly be uncomfortable. I know that there could be scary moments. I know that it could be, I know that there can be difficulty, but I had never experienced the magnitude of intensity that ayahuasca showed me. And part, part of why I wrote this was me trying to cope with not only my own personal anxieties and fears. Uh, even in a pre-COVID world, that's particularly why I thought this was uh, a good selection to do for this episode here in a uh, mid-COVID or post-COVID world. Um, I had all those normal anxieties and fears that people have, uh, especially doing a project like this, uh, losing my job, um, throwing away my career, my education. All of these things weigh on me as I chose to step into a more psychedelically centered lifestyle and to create a project that is totally psychedelic centric which is uh, stigmatized and not accepted particularly in my field and in my career um, and that was a very daunting and scary idea for me ayahuasca showed me that i should i i felt that i should uh, work on cutting ties with those fears because those are big fears and those fears can hold you back from doing the things that you feel driven to do and that you feel like you are supposed to be doing and so I knew that I and I still grapple with these to this day um, 
but it also was a letter to myself about the way that ayahuasca, the ayahuasca experience itself, had altered the way that I perceived the psychedelic experience. And people will ask me about this now. Um, hey man, can't you just drop some acid for fun, take a couple grams of mushrooms and have a good time? And for me, that has become difficult because of how deep I've gone uh, into these experiences at this point. Uh, I no longer see these substances as recreational almost in any way. Uh, I take them very seriously and maybe even to a fault um, because of my own personal biases and my experiences in my life. And ayahuasca was a game changer for me. It really, it really blew me uh, away, literally. And um, I think in this piece I was trying to speak to myself about the many different fears and anxieties that may be present with in a lot of different people. Um, I'm not a particularly anxious person. I'm generally pretty even keeled. Um, I've had my moments. Um, but you know, I'm thinking of when I was writing this, I was not only considering my own biases and my own experiences, but I was considering those uh, people in my life that are close to me that I know and love that also deal with um, issues like anxiety and depression in a more what I would consider substantial at a more substantial caliber than myself, people who ha really, really struggle with these things on a daily basis and who have the experiences I, ex I expressed in the anecdote, such as, you know, uh, anxiety about being in crowds or going out in public or, you know, what, what have you. Everyone has their own, <clears throat> uh, everyone has their own fears and anxieties in life, and I'm no different. And I'm sure most of you, if not every single person listening to this, understands what I'm talking about. So, I, I wrote this as a piece to myself to kind of explore and unpack some of those anxieties that I still uh, struggle with and some of those fears that I hold in myself because ayahuasca is asking me to give those up. And it's not so simple as that. Um, it's not so simple as being shown the, I mean to be shown the infinite uh, connectedness of everything, time, space, people, the planet, nature, um, and then to see it all in that moment and to say, wow, my, my fears and my anxieties are so futile because right now I'm here experiencing the totality of uh, what seems to be all creation and everything that's ever existed uh, is a part of me and I'm a part of that. And I can feel the, I can literally feel God here uh, with me and, um, you know, at some, on some level, I am an expression of God and everyone is. Uh, all these, all these, you know, massive psychedelic revelations that are, that are shown to you, um, it's amazing to have that peak behind the veil, but eventually you come back to reality. And the world is still here, and you still have to go do your job, you still have to provide for yourself and your family, and you still have to maneuver in this world in a professional and, in my preference, a successful manner. So, um, it's kind of like these psychedelic experiences for me allow me to do battle in those areas. 
And it's not always like that. There are moments of almost recreational fun and beauty and breathtaking awe, peace, serenity, love. All of that is encompassed or was encompassed within these ayahuasca experiences and is generally, for me, encompassed in most psychedelic experiences. Um, but, you know, I wrote this piece just as a uh, an open letter to myself and to others who struggle in these areas. And it's a way for me to kind of purge, if you will, these things uh, out of myself. Or at least if I can write them down and explore them through writing, it offers me the opportunity to frame them in a positive or in a productive manner as opposed to just feeling the emotion of anxiety, uh, sadness, uh, fear. If I can write about it and frame it in a different way in my mind, it helps me to utilize that framework in my day-to-day -day life. And that's why I do this, uh, these type of writings. And like I said, sometimes I read these and, I, and it feels almost pretentious to me. Um, I think that's just kind of the curse of being a writer is that no matter what you write, if you go back and read it six months or a year later, you're always going to find, you know, you're always uh, evolving and changing as a person. So you're always going to find something that's not perfect or feel like maybe you were too heavy handed or the language was too flowery or you were being uh, too evocative. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm my biggest, my own biggest critic. So uh, I feel like that sometimes. But I also feel like this is an important piece for the time and the place in history that we find ourselves so I thought I would share it with you guys and for those of you out there who do experience these things and I would be willing to wager that it's most if not all of us you're not alone um, and I know I'm not alone and I know that fear is a tool and is a teacher and is one of the greatest most powerful teachers um, if you are willing to face it and that's hard to do like the the thought of me drinking ayahuasca again Although it was one of the most beautiful, transformative, important experiences of my life, the thought of drinking it again is terrifying. And I know that I will. And uh, I'm starting to kind of plan that, uh, that excursion. Um, hopefully, whenever all, all of this COVID business slows down, that would, I'd love to go back and do it. And there's a part of me that would love to go do it and knows that I need to go do it. And there's the part of me that's fucking scared shitless to have that cup in my hands in the darkness of the Maloka. Um, but that's a good, healthy fear. And that's a fear that needs to be addressed and faced. And I apologize for the uh, intro music cutting in right there. I thought I had my volume down on the computer. Technical difficulty. Anyways, um, I think that's about all I have to say about that. There are many more things that I was trying to get at in that writing, but uh, art is open to the interpretation of the consumer of the art. So I want you guys to take that as you will. Why don't we do our um, Why don't we do our weekly quote? And we'll let you guys go until next week when we offer you our next interview. I actually haven't recorded the interview yet. Uh, I had a bunch of interviews banked and I've burned them all up, and. I got to record an interview this week or else you're going to get a back-to-back no-trip-sitter episode. So hopefully I have some people that are kind of on the line. Hopefully that'll work out. I don't know exactly who it's going to be. Ooh, that was a big 
Thunderboom. So let's finish up this recording before we get this uh, incoming tropical storm on record. To close out the show this week, we're going to offer you another quote from none other than Mr. Terrence McKenna. I know we've used him several times uh, previously on episodes, and I believe I actually quoted him on the last episode. But, I mean, it just is what it is, y'all. TM, Terry Mack, uh, this motherfucker just talked a lot and said a lot of cool shit, so it is what it is, bro. Our culture definitely takes an egocentric dominator view. The fear of the psychedelic experience is quite literally the fear of losing control. Dominator types today don't understand that it's not important to maintain control if you are not in control in the first place. Thank you so much for joining us for another No Trip Sitter episode, Psychedelicaster. I love you so much. I hope you guys are staying safe and doing well in this crazy world that we live in right now. And thank you so much for joining us once again in the attempt to pry open the third eye. Be good. We love you.